This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello, we are here for a new episode of Sports and Corks. I'm Emily Jaranka. And I'm Emily Cornell. And Emily is going to get us started this week with uh, some interesting information about an NFL player's unique phobia. Yes, we are revisiting all the things that uh, listeners had sent in. So it's kind of a mailbag of randomness, but we love it. Keep sending in um, topics you want us to talk about while sports are suspended. Um, So Eric Berry plays for the Chiefs. He is scared of horses, (laughs) which I'm like, I I thought it was a joke when someone had said, "Hey, check out Eric Berry's horse phobia." It's it's real, a real thing, and a lot of people are afraid of horses. Um, I did not know. My brother is really afraid of them. That Um, is very surprising. So. Like, when I was younger, I rode horses and, um, like, had one at our house for a while. Um, It was, like, one of my uncle's horses that I was just taking care of and riding for a while. Um, And he, like, didn't even want to pet it. Like, even when it had a halter on and was tied up, like, to its hitching post and was somewhat, you know, like, it it could only move so much at that point. Uh, He was just like... I don't want to go near it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, to be fair, is it just because it's so big? Yeah, he doesn't really like being near cows either. But to be fair, like horses are very dangerous. They can be very dangerous animals. Yeah. Um. So I get it, but it's just kind of funny. I think. Uh, a lot of people have this fear, though. Like, again, that is not because I guess I just knew so many people who liked horses growing up and then as an adult have only lived in places where people like horses. Like, I know several people here in Austin who are like, yeah, I have a couple horses. I'm like, where do you keep a horse in this city? Um, Plot twist, they don't live within the city (laughs) limits with like the horses don't. The people might, but like the horses definitely don't. And um. Yeah, that's, I mean, I get it. They're very large creatures, but, like, they're very intelligent and they're very sweet. So, Mm -hmm. it's, it was, it came as a shock. It'd be like if someone was like, I'm scared of elephants. Like, you what? (laughs) (laughs) So, Eric Berry's fear came from a pony biting him at a petting zoo as a child. Um, And the NFL made a video detailing him working on his phobia of horses, like, (laughs) painting them watching them on tv and then eventually like petting the chief's live mascot war paint and 
like as an adult man and i'm like well there are some things some thoughts i have with this first like good for you like trying to overcome this fear and also being like a man who probably is around a lot of other dudes being like you got to be like strong and like um Mm -hmm. you know over overly masculine they're kind of compensating and being like i'm only like this way like i'm not scared of anything so um like good for him overcoming this fear loving that he paints horses and watches horse tv because i'm just imagining like someone watching pbs and like specials on horses (laughs) um yeah it's pretty funny the i think the best part of the little short film that they made is um the sound bites of him getting stressed out during games because the horse was like about to come onto the field (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely check it out we'll include the link to this said video um in the episode description um so thank you for um the listener who alerted us to this interesting topic uh i did not know uh maybe he needs to be friends with uh some of the professional athletes who own racehorses and maybe he'll be able to further get over his fear maybe he'll be able to get on a horse one day Oh my gosh, we can only hope. And like, there are lots of farms and or ranches in Kansas and Missouri to go test this out. True. Safe spaces. Yeah. Maybe, I assume. Maybe he shouldn't start with a racehorse. Maybe he should start with like an old horse that doesn't really want to move too much. But is like also not grumpy. Like one that yes. still likes people. Yep. Just a friendly old horse. um all right we're gonna move on to the next part of this episode which i am so excited for uh so a listener wrote in asking us to debate the topic of whether or not olive garden is good so we decided to um share with you our own olive garden starting five yep um first of all what are your general thoughts on olive garden um so i went to olive garden recently and like the service wasn't great but like you know olive garden's just there if someone says let's go to olive garden it's not like a i mean absolutely no Mm -hmm. but we had a big group so it made sense to go to olive garden because there's space yeah and and the food is like it's good it made for a really nice like the, the serving size is big enough that, like, I have a second meal. Mm-hmm. So I'm also pretty happy with that when I go to a restaurant. If it's, like, big enough that I'm like, ah, yes, this is two good meals for $15. Sure. I'm here for it. And, like, it tastes good. Yeah. So Olive Garden is good. If I – if we had an Olive Garden in Laramie when I was in college, I would have been there all the time. Yeah. Like, how you had Olive Garden in Spokane? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because my parents, neither of them have ever really liked Olive Garden. So I think I had gone there once before college, period. Mm. Um, And then in college, everyone would go there, especially before people turned 21, because, um, like, it was just an easy place to go for groups. um, Yeah. And it was, like, walking distance from campus and stuff. So if people didn't have cars, it was fine. Um, And I think, I agree, I think it is good. Um, it is good if you are, like, okay with good food. It's not going to be 
as great as if you were to go to an authentic Italian restaurant, but you're going to pay less and you're going to have a second meal. Whereas if you go to like a real Italian restaurant, it's going to cost probably $20 or more a pasta dish. And like, you're not going to have enough leftover for a whole second meal, more so like a snack probably because their portion sizes are just smaller, which makes sense. Um, yes. So they're just different experiences. Um, yes. So it really just Olive depends Garden. on what you're looking for. I would never be like, Olive Garden is my favorite Italian restaurant. <laughs> Olive Garden is its own category of food. Um, because there's no way they're like hand making pasta in that restaurant. Oh, no. It's, yeah. So... It doesn't meet, like, the minimum standards of, like, an authentic Italian restaurant. But, like, Olive Garden's fine. And, like, if you are broke, Olive Garden is, like, more than fine. You, <laughs> College yeah. students, broke. You get a lot of food for what you pay. Yeah. Um, you know, you start out, if you're getting an entree, like, any pasta dish. Or if you want to be fancy, you get, like, a chicken parmesan or something. Like, off of the the menu with the meat. Uh, (laughs) so like you start out, they give you breadsticks and you get your choice of soup or salad. And if one person at the table or a couple people get salad, they give you a huge bowl anyway. So like you can have both salad and soup and breadsticks if you really work this out right. Uh, and then you have your entree and then sometimes you order dessert or sometimes they're doing a promo where, um, you pay like a set amount and it includes like a small dessert. So you really get a lot of food for what you're paying for. Um, that is the benefit of Olive Garden. It's very true. If you live in Denver, Austin, you can probably do better. I just want to throw that out there to, or the people in Seattle, <laughs> like you can do better, but Olive Garden, it's all about like, you know, how your perspective is. Olive Garden's good. You can get, it's like, give good options. But if you have other options, you might pick those. Yeah. But I mean, let's get into our starting five. Yes. So we're Olive Garden starting five. Uh, you go first, Emily Cornell. Okay. So the salad. I, like you said, it's like you, you set it up right. Everyone at the table could get salad, even if that was not their choice of super salad and i like their salad i know it's not like anything special but like i I enjoy it i like whatever dressing they put on it italian dressing but (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i i enjoy the salad i that is something i look forward to along with the breadsticks so that's like another um another member of the starting five for me is just like (laughs) just the, the salad the breadsticks at that point your Olive Garden experience is already pretty set. Like you're, those you're are starting two good things, things off well. Exactly, you're setting your team up for success. For the foundation of breadsticks and salad that balance each other out. Yes, and like maybe this is why the like actual entree ends up becoming two meals is because the first time you eat this entree you've already filled up on salad and breadsticks yes so you don't eat as much of the entree the breadsticks are the center to your salad which is the point guard yeah 
Yes. You gotta have them both. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then I picked the lemon cream cake. Ooh. Because I think it's just very refreshing. And I'm on a lemon kick these days. Um, I'm just, I'm all about it. So I'm here for that. I mean, it's not the, it doesn't hold this team together. But if I, if the world functioned the way I would like it to, I would eat my salad, my breadsticks, my lemon cake, or whatever dessert I'm eating. Because what if I die mid-meal? Like, I want to know that I had the dessert before <laughs> the entree. Okay, so you're having the dessert before your entree. Yeah, but, like, social norms dictate... I was gonna say, I... wait, do you actually do this? <laughs> no, because people would stop probably eating with me if any time <laughs> I went out. I was like, alright, I would like the appetizer, then the hot fudge brownie, and then I want the... Like, no. People would be like, this girl is too extra. But when I'm at home in the safety of, like, no judgment, yeah. and I have a dessert... And a meal, I will eat bites of the dessert, mm-hmm. then the meal. I'll, like, leave a little bite of dessert left so that there's, like, you know, something happy at the end of the meal. Yeah. Um, but, yes, the, I'm a child is what I'm telling you right now. No, it's good. <laughs> Live your life. Thank you. I, I love this support. Um, <laughs> and then the entree I would go with is, like, the chicken parm, just because it's, like, a solid, it's a solid meal. Like, you won't get up, like, hungry, um, even if you only only eat, like, maybe a third of it after you've had those salad and breadsticks. Yeah, and... I think the chicken is the key there, because yeah. having protein is going to fill you up, whereas if you just get a pasta without protein, like, you're probably going to eat more of it, because you're not going to get full. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, and because the chicken is, like, kind of fried, it, like... Yeah. And it stops you from eating as much because you're like, oh, I can feel my arteries stopping. Um, and then to tie this neat little meal together, a mojito, which huh. I don't think that Olive Garden is a true Italian restaurant. So I can have a mojito with this very <laughs> bizarre meal. <laughs> I love that. That's a great, that's a great roster for you. I enjoy that. Thank you. <laughs> what is your roster looking like? <laughs> well... The first thing I'm going to order is a peach raspberry iced tea. Um, Naturally. If, if I'm not having wine, like, which, if I'm going to Olive Garden, like, I'm probably not getting wine because no. the wine that they have is not. <laughs> like, it's the kind of wine where you could get a bottle in the store for, like, $8. Yeah. Or you could pay 7 for a glass of it. Yep. Olive Garden. Yep. Um, so... I'm going to skip the wine. I'm going to go with the um, peach raspberry lemonade. Or, sorry, tea. Um, And then I'm going to start things off with the chicken and gnocchi soup. That is the best soup. It's so good. I love to dip the... Well, so here comes my next one. The breadsticks. (laughs) (laughs) I like to dip the chicken... Or the breadsticks in the soup. Um, Yes. So salty and good. Uh, and then I'm going to have salad if salad is at the table. I do enjoy their salad. But if I have to choose, if there's not enough people in the group for us to get like a big thing of salad brought out to yeah. us, I'm going to choose the soup. Um, and then sometimes I'll order the Alfredo dipping sauce to go with the breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
let's see, we've got the, the tea, the soup, the breadsticks with Alfredo dipping sauce. Um, my entree is going to be the five cheesini al forno, which just means that they put it in the oven. Like, they make it sound so gourmet. Oh my goodness. They probably put this it is- under the broiler for like three minutes. You know, is it very like rich and creamy? Oh yeah. But it's like a tomato Alfredo sauce. It's like t- combined. Okay, so you really are going for like a very creamy, heavy dinner though. <laughs> yeah, but like, I can handle it. It's not a problem. <laughs> like, I think my stomach is just like made of iron or something. Like, something metal because nothing really seems to phase it um which i don't know that that's really the best um but that's gonna be my entree and then um to round out my starting five i'm gonna go with the tiramisu oh yeah (laughs) which you have (laughs) you have had with me yes yes at the olive garden (laughs) yes it was a good time we were the only ones who got desserts it was good yeah, I think we had dessert and wine. That is very on brand for us. We ordered wine at the bar <laughs> because we were waiting to be seated for the dinner. And you and I had already had dinner and the people we were with had not. So we got a glass of wine from the Olive Garden bar, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, And then while we were waiting and then we just got dessert and had breadsticks while everyone else had their full on meal. It's great. It was like an ideal situation. I mean, other food from Olive Garden is good, but like, if you can just like go and kick it, hang out with folks while they eat there. And like, that's the thing because Olive Garden is not like the fanciest of restaurants. They don't really care if you sit and eat breadsticks the whole time. As long as you buy one thing off the menu. They don't care if you come in with like eight people and stay there for two hours, really. No. Hopefully we don't have a listener who's an Olive Garden employee that debunks this. Um, Well, I mean, they can, like, send us an email. They can (laughs) tweet at us. They could be like, listen, this is what Olive Garden is really like. And we'll be like, okay, but, like... (laughs) This is what it's like behind (laughs) behind the front lines. I would... (laughs) As an Olive Garden employee. I would hope that the employees get, like, a free meal every shift. Because you know that if they get a free entree every shift, that's, like, a meal mid-shift, and that's a meal after the shift. True. If someone, anyone, wants to come on and provide an expose on the inner workings of Olive Garden, um, we would... You are welcome. We would totally welcome that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We're here for it. (laughs) So... We've both presented our Olive Garden starting five. I think that, um, you know, it would be a great matchup between the two teams and uh, made some great picks there. It'd be good. Maybe if if we can get more people to lean into this Olive Garden stuff, we can make like a little bracket. I love that. We got to do that. (laughs) What the best like Olive Garden everything is. Um, I'm thinking the tiramisu would win. Yeah. It, well, I don't know. I'm like, what would be a 16 seed? Um, I don't think they have enough <laughs> items on them. Oh, if their, menu, if their menu is like 10 pages long. They might. Wait, what? They're, that's it's like Cheesecake Factory. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's not 10 pages long, but it's like 
there are a lot of items on it. I don't know. We'll we'll figure this out offline and we'll, we'll yeah we'll circle back. There. Um, don't know how many seeds there will be, but you know we'll figure that out. Um, moving yeah. on to more nonsense. <laughs> um, so there's going to be a Tiger King series made starring Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic, and what I think. Time. I think this is just, like, really what people need right now is to know that that is, like, going to happen. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh... it's just, like, uplifting people (laughs) in these times. (laughs) And it's really just giving the people what they want. Because Nick Cage is um, wild. And I think that he is the perfect person to play Joe Exotic. Outside of David Spade. Who is probably not available. Yeah. And there's also kind of like a, a similarity in looks. Maybe just like facial features between Nicolas Cage and Joe Exotic, I think. Ah, uh, failed Botox. <laughs> Could be it. I don't know. Yeah. It. I think Nicolas Cage will do fine because he won't like. He doesn't ever get too intense. In any role. So, Joe Exotic kind of just, he tries to stay very even. Like, when that tiger attacked someone, uh-huh. he's just like, all right, well, we just gotta... He's never gonna financially recover from this. He's not. But he, like, he just goes in, he's like, all right, um, you all can come back to the park, but, like, right now we have to get it. You know? <laughs> like, so I think that's a... Like, Nicolas Cage is gonna nail that. I think so, too. Uh, it'll be great. He's gonna have to work on the voice. His natural voice is not like Joe Exotic's. No, um, not it, even a little. It's a lot bit. more monotone. Whereas Joe Exotic's, yeah. I think, is kind of like higher pitched and a little bit whiny. Yeah, it's so nasally. Yeah, so maybe he'll have to have some voice coaching. I don't know. Um, as we we're speaking, I just got a YouTube notification, and it's just like <laughs> Carol Baskin, and then all caps reacts. <laughs> Wait, is she going to be part of this story? Do we know? No, I don't know. It just says Carol Baskin reacts after doing prank, dot, dot, dot. So I don't know. Oh, oh, man. um, There is another series where Kate McKinnon is going to play Carol Baskin, which I think will be perfect. That'll be really funny. So lots of good content coming. um, Also including a new Space Force TV show starring Steve Carell yes it like i think it looks really fun when i saw this um steve carell is like a fine wine he's just like getting better with age my goodness um he did very well in the morning show but i really like him when he's being funny and he is i think he's gonna be very funny on space force show the like that show and like oh it looks like a hoot it looks like what the people really need is like Uh, an inside look so, kind of the premise of this TV show is that um, Steve Carell's character um, was second in command at the Air Force, and he is now being promoted to, like, the person in charge of one of the, like, military branches, basically. But it seems like, based on the trailer, he doesn't know which branch. Which yeah, because kind of- he's, like, making fun of the Space Force, and then they're like, oh, you're leading the Space Force, and he's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like the president wants total like domination in space, and then he gets named as the new space force. 
like commander person. Um, so I think it'll be really funny. Uh, it's just, I think it's just going to be good content. And I'm glad that it's a TV show and not just yeah. a movie because it'll last longer that way. Um, yeah. And it is coming out on Netflix, uh, which is kind of fun because then you can just watch it as long as you want. You don't have to wait between episodes. Um, yeah. And it's coming out on May 29th. So look out for that on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. And like the nice thing that it is a TV show, they can kind of still keep with like what's relevant in the times going on with like how it evolves, like the actual Space Force. Um, this is and- real life stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, same with the Tiger King show. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of the people who like, were part of like the office it seemed it looks like they're gonna have people that were involved with like the office on yeah this show as well so fans of the office parks and rec this the show's for all of you it is um what is your hot take this week okay so keeping on with like the television consumption because good lord that's all we're doing um <laughs> it's not necessarily even just like the tv shows but like watching them but just like uh they have their own social media accounts and sometimes you fall down a black hole of it starts with a meme it turns into keeping up with the kardashians and my hot take is this show should not still be on television like i understand that it generates revenue <laughs> But like, oh my goodness, give this family a break from being like the center of attention. Let them be normal plebes like the rest of us. Like, why is this still on TV? So that's, I mean, I know people love keeping up with the Kardashians, so I'm sorry. I just, come on now. Can we get a new show, please? (laughs) What is your hot take of the week? (laughs) Um, I think that's a good, good take. Um... So last week, my hot take was about flavors of White Claw. Um, This week, it is about the Corona um, hard seltzers. Wait, what? Yeah, Corona has their own. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no one's buying them because people think that... Oh, God. Like 40... I'm not even kidding. There's a survey and it was like um, 700 people or something. And 40% of people said that they would not buy Corona products right now. So, I'm doing my part, (laughs) and I bought it. I bought a pack of their um, hard seltzers. They have two different kinds. So, one pack is like much more tropical. It's like passion fruit something, and then there's like coconut guava, or I don't know. Um, I'm not huge on like super tropical fruits. Like I like mango and coconut, and that's I'm like I don't want like passion fruit or guava it's just not it makes i don't know makes me nervous um so i just bought like the standard mix pack and there's um blackberry lime ooh, um, mango cherry and i can't remember what the other one is um maybe just plain lime but like people have been saying that they're like not good that corona seltzer is like not good in comparison to other brands and i think they're really good like i don't like the cherry one which i think makes sense because cherry is often associated with like cough medicine um 
But all the other flavors are really good. And the blackberry lime is delicious. So my hot take is that the Corona hard seltzers are overall very good. Hmm. I will have to try them. I'll drink the cherry one. I don't associate the flavor of cherry with, like, cough medicine. I think of grape. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just, no matter what, it's gross. It does not taste good. So, very good hot take, considering everyone loves the claw. Everyone, yeah, loves White Claw, loves Truly, and... The but the also the Bud Light seltzers have been getting a lot of love, and since the Corona seltzers were released, um, oh, people timing. well they had like a bad, they had a um <laughs> controversial marketing campaign when they rolled them out. Um, they also rolled them out during coronavirus, so that's probably the time. an issue for them. But yeah. um, I really enjoy them compared to like Truly or the Budweiser ones, so. That is my hot take of the week, is that they are actually very good. Maybe they'll sponsor us because you had all these kind things to say about their seltzers. So they'll be like, oh, we need to bounce back. We need to get in good with the, the youths. <laughs> the Hear what the streets want. Um, so when you're not drinking these seltzers, what wine are you drinking this week? Um. Well, in the spirit of social distancing and staying at home, mm-hmm. I... Um, got a, bo- a boda box of Sauvignon yeah. Blanc because then it's going to last a long time and I don't need to go um, out as often if I want to um, buy wine. So I've been having the boda box Sauvignon Blanc, which is um, pretty good for like a boxed wine. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um. So I was thinking the same thing when I bought wine a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to buy wine and not have to shop for over a month which worked out very well so one of the brand or bottles i got was grand pacific vineyards red blend um Mm. it was a lot colder when i bought the (laughs) wines (laughs) and now it is 90 degrees but i really enjoyed it um similar to pretty much every red blend that i try it is has berry like fruit notes and um is like kind of oaky so mm, oaky 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 i don't know what the oaky mean like truly means but like vanilla it's all very similar yeah. like very similar red blend so i'm just trying to find which one i like the best yep. and i'm not fancy enough to know which one i like best they're very similar <laughs> That's funny sounds uh, like a good pick oh thank you i do recommend it it's cheap I think it was, I think I tried to only get bottles that were, like, around $10. Yeah. Um, Just because, like, I was like, oh, I have this time to, like, try different wines. And, like, we all have that, like, random party that comes up where we're like, oh, I need to bring something. But, like, I'm a working adult who cannot prepare a, like, side dish to bring. I'll bring a bottle of wine. Well, this used to be a problem for many of us where we were like, I have to go to the office. And now we don't have this issue. One, because we can't see people. And two, because like all we do is cook. Um, But when we go back to like going to people's houses, like, I don't know about you, but actually I do know about you. You do bring wine to like everything. So (laughs) um, it's good to like, now is a good time to try these different wines to know what to have for just like your, oh, this is why I just like keep as table wine versus this is what I have to like gift someone for like hosting me yeah go listen to last week's episode for more tips 
For more tips on drinking wine, check out last week's episode. And pretty much every episode, we have, not pretty much every, I think there are two or three episodes that we do not talk about wine picks. We have given you so many wine recommendations. (laughs) Try them. You're in the safety of your home and alcohol is being delivered. It is. It's a it's a weird time. They bring it to in. you. Yeah, they like within hours if you want. Yeah, depending on like where you're you're located, the app is what Drizzly. Yeah, I think so. I've never used it, but same. And it has restrictions, so look out for that. Also, people. <laughs> Disclaimers. <laughs> um. So you've plugged your wine. What do you have any personal plugs this week? Um, I have the usual Tailgate Society pods, check out Bitter Units, um, Drunk Dialing, Matinee Baseball, and Culture Check. Uh, kind of everyone just, I mean, like Culture Check, we're talking about Harry Potter. Now we'll be working on getting to another pop culture topic in the coming weeks. So if you listen to that, be on the lookout for the transition. and bitter units they've been pushing out like what beer they're going to be drinking or what they have been drinking they like tweet about it so hmm. check that out so you can follow along i think it was sierra and ne- sierra nevada most recently so that was neat and then check out the tailgate society on twitter and instagram so that you know about all these things coming out because there's just like always so much going out so much happening definitely now- check out the twitter <laughs> yeah for sure. Now is the time to consume all this content. Yes. And because you can, like, you could be listening to podcasts almost during your entire workday. Especially if you don't have roommates because you can just listen to whatever without earbuds or headphones or anything. And, you know, if you're not on a call, you can definitely listen while you work. So, um, I think you summed everything up pretty well. I don't have any personal plugs. Um, we do have a bigger than sports moment this week, though. Yes. Do you want to talk Take about Vaughn Miller? Yes. So Vaughn Miller does it again, folks. Um, he continues to give back to the community. Um, he's really great about supporting uh, people in Colorado and Texas, which is, um, I believe he's from Texas. I know he plays Yes, Dallas. There. Okay. And then he played. To, and, and, uh, yeah, he played at A and M. He did. Yeah. So, um, he had COVID nineteen and has since recovered. Um. So he just his foundation Vaughn's Vision just launched a campaign called Vaughn Sachs COVID. Um. So they're raising money to provide meals to students in Colorado and Texas who are missing daily meals um, as a result of schools being closed. There are a lot of kids who rely on school meals as um, their nutrition and food uh, for a good portion of the day. So um, he's partnering with hunger relief nonprofits and food pantries in those two states to get meals uh, to students in underprivileged communities. So um, just a cool, cool initiative, cool name. Um, It's obviously personal to him since he experienced this illness, Um, but just kind of like a unique, um, unique thing to do. Yeah. I think it's good that he's just like, back to doing stuff in the community um hopefully 
I mean, Von Miller's always doing things in the community in both Denver and Dallas. It's pretty impressive. So it's not super surprising that he did this, but it's very good to see. And um, I'm sure those kids are very appreciative. Yeah, it's a very good moment. Good feel good content to end the episode. Yeah, like 100%. If that doesn't make you like have some faith in humanity, like send us a bigger than sports moment that like makes you feel something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Restores your faith in other humans. Like people are doing good things out there, so just like if you feel discouraged by some things you see in the news, like know that there are people like Von Miller doing things like this where they're helping people get meals. Um I mean there are people who are taking meals to like frontline workers and like it's important that we give them that recognition and we're just supporting them in any way we can just because they are doing the most um so good groups to keep in mind yeah i think you summed it up pretty well i mean only because you like set it up there you like gave the assist (laughs) I'm trying to think of like how this would have looked, but I'm just like, it was like a very much a two person effort. Um, But yeah, thank you all for listening. We will be back with more mailbag stuff. So like, please send it in. Yeah. We um, had some good, Um, we asked again for people to send in topics they wanted us to discuss and um, we got some good answers. So we'll be covering those on upcoming episodes, including where we want to travel after travel resumes at some point in time so excited to look forward to that yes yes indeed so we will talk to you all next week emily and emily sports and court